Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Today on State of the World, the U.S. relationship with Israel. Thanks for listening to State of the World from NPR. We bring you the day's most vital international stories up close where they're happening. It's Wednesday, December 20th. I'm Greg Dixon. As Israel continues to pursue its campaign to destroy Hamas in Gaza, the death toll from Israel's offensive is almost 20,000 people. That's according to health officials in Gaza. And while the U.S. has not supported U.N. resolutions calling for an end to the fighting, American officials are increasingly public in their appeals to Israel to do more to protect civilians in the Gaza Strip. Here's Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. We will continue to stand up for Israel's bedrock right to defend itself. And we will also continue to urge the protection of civilians during conflict and to increase the flow of humanitarian aid into Gaza. Members of Congress are calling on President Biden to do more to pressure Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to change his military strategy. And public opinion is split over Israel's military response. So what does this say about the relationship between the U.S. and Israel right now? We're going to hear from retired diplomat Ryan Crocker. He served nearly four decades in the U.S. Foreign Service, including as U.S. Ambassador to Iraq, Kuwait, Lebanon, Pakistan, and Afghanistan. He spoke to NPR's Michelle Martin. So the Biden administration's pleas for Israel to change its military strategy in Gaza or to at least to do something to limit civilian casualties don't seem to have made any difference. Why do you think that is? Well, clearly Netanyahu is showing that he is in charge and that he will fulfill his pledge to destroy uh, Hamas. It's uh, not a viable proposition, unfortunately, and I hope that as this proceeds that we will see at least a change in tactics, if not not in strategy. So, so I want to hear more about why you say that in a, in a minute. But at first, I want to ask, is there some leverage the U.S. has that it's not using? I really don't think so, Michelle. Uh, it's not viable politically, I think, for the U.S. to say that we will cease military assistance to Israel unless they uh, do this or do that. That's not the way this relationship works. Uh, I think that we will continue to uh, exhort them to pursue their goal, but to do so in a way that limits civilian casualties, because it really is, uh, 20,000 is a huge number. Uh, And there is a shift in world opinion, if not in U.S. opinion, that uh, Israel, for its own sake, needs to take account of. What what is your sense of what role the U.S. domestic politics plays in all this? I mean, thinking that, as you know, we just said that members of the president's own party want him to take a more forceful approach with regards to Israel. The president's facing re-election next year. And as we just said, like public opinion on Israel's military actions is divided. So what, what is your sense of what role that plays in how the administration is approaching this? Well, the administration, I think, has been heavily engaged at a variety of levels with Israel uh, on this. Uh, we've seen Bill Burns out there as as well as Tony Blinken, Lloyd Austin. We are uh, thoroughly engaged on this, and I think that will continue. I, I think that uh, the administration's calculations on this are that uh, we need to see this phase of the fight wrapped up 
and wrapped up swiftly and move on to um, a day after approach. And I think if that happens, uh, say in the next 10 days or so, by the end of the year, uh, I think you'll see a shift in uh, opinion in the U.S. and globally uh, to be less uh, critical of the U.S. as well as less critical of Israel. Mm. But again, uh, this current phase of uh, fighting just has to come to an end. That doesn't mean the campaign has to stop. But I, I still want to understand why you say the U.S. just does not have that much zone of influence here. Well, I think we have considerable influence, and I think we're using it. Hmm. Again, we've, we've just heard uh, Defense Secretary Austin speaking. Uh, and we will continue to press Israel not to cease the campaign, but to uh, apply a different set of tactics as this winds down, and uh, although it may not look like it. I think we're getting closer to uh, an end game in the sense that uh, uh, I think we may see in, uh, with, within 10 days, by the end of the year, I think it's uh, reasonable, again, with a lot of U.S. involvement, that we will see an end to this kind of the kinds of uh, major operations and very heavy casualties that we're, sitting now, we're seeing now. And, and, why, and why do you say that? Well, uh, Hamas is taking a lot of punishment and losing a lot of fighters. And I think that uh, as this phase progresses, I, I think you're going to see is Israel shift its tactics. Again, not to stop the fighting, but they're not going to be confronting major formations of Hamas fighters. Uh, it, 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 I think the, the, uh, there's going to be attrition here. There has been. And I think that we can then expect uh, Israel to scale down and shift tactics for the, uh, for the next steps here. What, what steps do you think would lead to the bigger issue here, which is a, 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 a longer-term, a long-term piece? Well, there are some major, major questions out there. Clearly, we are uh, hoping uh, that Arab states will play a role in a um, post-major conflict Gaza, uh, that Palestinians who uh, dislike Hamas as, as much as, uh, as we do will step forward. But there are also just huge impediments, the uh, hostages. It's heartbreaking to think of what they've been through, and Israel has to conduct these next phases in a way that uh, will ensure these hostages come home, and that is not going to be easy. Hmm, no. What are you most worried about? I am, I'm most worried about an expansion of the conflict, uh, maybe slightly less worried than I was before. What we... It's important to think about what we haven't seen. We haven't seen uh, uh, the West Bank blow up. We haven't seen uh, Hezbollah launch a full offensive. And we haven't seen the most extreme of political reactions from other Arabs. Only Jordan withdrew its ambassador. They have a particular problem uh, with uh, a lot of Muslim Brotherhood support in Jordan. Other Arab states have uh, resorted to a lot of rhetoric, but basically we're keeping all the doors open. That is former Ambassador Ryan Crocker. He's a diplomat with a deep experience in the region. Ambassador, thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you, Michelle. That's the State of the World from NPR. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? 
This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch, and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Stearns & Foster. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted for irresistible comfort with indulgent memory foam and ultra-conforming IntelliCoils for your most comfortable sleep. Learn more at StearnsAndFoster.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Chevron, taking action to keep methane in the pipe. They've trialed advanced detection technologies and are committed to evolving facility designs and operating practices. That's energy in progress. More at chevron.com slash methane.